Once upon a time, two men decided if they were making the cut. And then they made the cut. And now JT and Aaron are talking everything from wrestling to pop culture and beyond. Because it's no holds barred. Will you back down, turn and run? Or stand up with the best? It's no holds barred. Duh. Duh. Are there any other scary places in the uh, world? The Sudan. Is that just because there's the bad man from there? I don't know. I feel like there's always problems. What about Uganda under Idi Amin? Or Kamala. Do you think they knew each other? Uh, if you didn't know Kamala one, you knew Kamala two. Right, 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 right. Was it strange in the United States when they, uh, when they elected Kamala Harris as vice president? Uh, it was strange for a lot of people that had a lot of issues. I don't think it even had to do with the wrestler though. Oh, wasn't the wrestler. No, no, you can't, you can't only have one foot and be president. Ah, yeah, that's right. So Kerry Von Erich was out. Like when he his failed presidential run was based on the one foot. They were like, "No, I'm sorry, Kerry, you can't." That's it. You need two feet. Are you gonna walk around? Is that why he killed himself? I mean, look, who can say? But I wouldn't rule it out. (laughs) The Von Erichs had like these political aspirations, but (laughs) something just kept happening. I mean, Fritz was a Nazi, so like, I probably shouldn't run. (laughs) All my sons should be presidents. Now, like, Kevin Von Erich is just too, like, chilled out to run. Yeah, well, he probably legalized weed, which would be good. I feel it's, it's not legal everywhere there? No, not federally. Is that a good thing that it's not, like, that you, that you have the federal versus state? It's yeah. way too late to, to care about that. Well, I care about it. My. I don't know. I'm interested in you and your culture. State law, state law reigns supreme, apparently. Uh, all right, so every month here on No Hold Bard, we are breaking down WWFE world title changes mm-hmm. and ranking them chronologically, all of them. We've yeah. navigated our way to April 1st, 1990 this month. And as we break them down, we do a ranking uh, of the categories based on uh, some or I should say ranking of the matches based on certain categories that include match quality, significance, the moment itself, the build to the moment, and the aftermath. So each of us will grade that out of 10, composite score, gives the final grade, and then we'll rank according to that. So we uh, have already done 12 matches. This is our 13th and 14th here tonight. Aftermath? I always hear aftermath. Aftermath. Yeah, me too. Yeah. (laughs) When you say it, <laughs> we're broken. I'm probably oh, saying it because I'm thinking it. <laughs> You're not even saying aftermath anymore. I'm <laughs> saying aftermath. Uh, what is wrong with us? All right. April 1st, 1990 from the Sky Dome in Toronto is Hulk Hogan defending his World Wrestling Federation Championship against the Ultimate Warrior, who is the Intercontinental Champion in epic mammoth WrestleMania main events inside the Sky Dome, which had just opened, sold out 67,000 people. 
months and months of build. And I would argue Ultimate Warrior's rocket push had been near flawless to this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, we got to talk to you about the whole constellations craziness to open the oh, show. God, I love it. Like <laughs> the God versus God setup was so perfect. Like it feels like a real clash of the Titans. Yeah. And as we get into the match, we'll talk about if they actually pulled that off or not. Um, but yeah, like that whole thing and with Vince screaming too. Mm-hmm. I thought we've seen it in the stars in the beginning <laughs> of time. <laughs> it feels like otherworldly. Like, cause you, you always, I, I think the natural comparison is Hogan Andre to this, right. In the early years. And Hogan Andre felt like a big time wrestling match of like, you get this all time legend who had never been beaten with the current, you know, future hall of famer world champion. This really does feel like these two gods that just are so above. And I think the construction of the roster at this point for as fun and nostalgic as it is. And I think this bears out when you look at warriors title reign, they felt substantially bigger than everyone else in the promotion. Outside oh, of maybe yeah. Andre, you know what I mean? Well, but by <laughs> but this even point, he's broken down. Yeah. Yeah. By this point, they're way ahead of Andre. Like, like I mean, there, there's, there's a perfectly sound argument to be made that the reason why they do this match is because there's no heels at either of their levels. No. I mean, you, uh, Warrior Savage maybe like could have been it. I guess I have no idea. Uh, or Hogan Savage, whatever you wanted to do. But yeah. Zeus, <laughs> I guess, the other big rumor. Maybe, maybe perfect because of the undefeated streak. Yeah, but even then, no one's going to buy it. Just no one's going to buy it going in. This had to be it, and it's done perfectly. Uh, Huge pops for both guys. They shoe the cards. Hold on. on. Before we go to that, we have to talk about the the promos. Okay. Leading up to this. Because I wasn't going to watch them, but then Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, cool. Number one, why is there so many chapters on WrestleMania six? There's a lot of matches. It's like 14 fucking matches plus all the interviews. Rona Barrett. 150 chapters. Like, as I was going through the chapters, I was like, okay, slide, slide, slide. And then I put on the promos. I'm like, oh, it must be before the right before the match. But no, then it came up in like an hour and a half. I'm like, I've scrolled through 50 pictures. Right. <laughs> um, so Hogan's yelling. <laughs> this, this promo from Hogan early in WrestleMania 6, he's yelling about hovering over the sky dome like some kind of a god mm-hmm. but he's got nothing but positive vibes man <laughs> and this is like this is the one of the famous like this is where the power lies man yeah. and he's pointing at his hand but he's pointing at his hand as he's talking about having the largest arms in the world like he's not referring to his biceps anymore he asks if he wants to live forever and then he launches into this like I get. I I didn't know how to like a Jesus like promo about right. warrior breathing his last breath into his body. What what is he talking about? I think he was just trying to do whatever he could to sell it that they were yes like godlike humans that were just above and beyond everybody else. Yeah, like it, it, the whole breathe your breath into my body mm-hmm. and then I will save you. Like it's just so Christ like. Like yeah, become become a Hulkamaniac. Yeah. And take my body in your mouth. And then he's he then he kind of spoils. I, I mean, like, maybe it's not obvious, but he's like, you know, at the end of the day, brothers, it's not about winning and losing. It's how you win or lose. Just felt like such a strange thing for him to say here. The whole thing is strange, but it makes sense in, in the same way because yeah. they're both and, insane. 
you know, like for all the shit that Warrior gets for his promos, like we, uh-huh. like, but then we get Warrior, Warrior pacing back and forth with Sean Mooney. Mooney's trying to get a word in, and Warrior fucking grabs him by the lapels, pulls him <laughs> in, and screams, "You are nothing but a normal!" And <laughs> you don't, don't, yeah. you don't, don't deserve to breathe the same breath as me and Hulk Hogan. As Hulk Hogan. Like, and then he oh, shoves man. Mooney out of frame, and he also starts talking about Hogan wanting to live forever. Mm-hmm. Then he breaks down like the metaphysics of the living soul, and he's like, "We can't live forever in our bodies in this mortal world." It's a, it's just way too deep for what this event is. Like the constellations was as deep as it needed to be. There are these gods in the sky, but now it's like they're both peddling some sort of like mystical afterlife with both of them as like the savior. He's also wearing the same color tights as Macho Man the year before, which I really appreciated. And he says, Kogan has lived the last five WrestleManias for this one belief, but Warrior is going to take that belief away. Do you know what that belief was? It's like Charlie from Sonny cutting a promo. Like he can't read? This makes None of it makes sense. Yeah. And then he starts preaching unity between the maniacs and the warriors because he's going to take them both to a place. Uh, they're going to take them both and what they believe to places it never should have been. <laughs> none of it These promos sense. go back to back and I, I was about to fast forward <laughs> it but I had to write something down and all Gorilla says is what intensity <laughs> How do you, how do you say anything but that? I'm lost. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, now we go now back. to the match. No cards. They power down. The dome feels perfect for this showdown. Just a huge arena. Uh, the second biggest title match we've seen for sure, uh, hype-wise, on this project, besides Hogan Andre. Um, yeah. um, main event, not even the WrestleMania 3. We, we didn't talk about that one because it wasn't a change. Right. Uh, Grill and Jesse are amazing. They hyped us up as iconic. Both guys are at the top of their games. Uh, we see both with the belts. That adds to it as well. Just haven't seen that before in a setting like this with two titles in the ring on the line. We get a fist touch. Um, and the, and shot, the, mm-hmm. the shots on the yeah. entrances are incredible. There's this great shot. Because, number one, Hogan's music plays. I think Hogan gets the bigger pop off the start. Right. Um, and there's this great shot with like when Hogan's music pops, Warrior kind of climbs the second rope, and there's this giant Hulk Hogan poster face yeah, in a the great, crowd. Great shot. Such a great shot. And then there's another one where Hogan, when Hogan gets in the ring and starts ripping his shirt, as he's ripping his shirt, Warrior's in the opposite corner, standing on the ropes doing the press slam. Mm-hmm. And I just think these are such underrated, awesome shots. And, and I like rewatching this, and I rewatched it right before we recorded tonight. Rewatching this, I am loving every every little detail about this. Right, and yeah. the fans are aiming and everything. You it just you could tell they sunk everything into this match. Like they perfected every second of it, and that's the story too, right? That Hogan and Warrior meticulously planned it and all this other stuff. And you could tell, you could tell it was all just well designed. Um, yeah. Across the board. So they show, they do massive lockups and each one wins to kind of show that they're both, you know, even power wise. The crowd is just rabid out of the gate. It's a perfect start. You get an epic test of strength. The crowd is into everything, uh, the palm of their hands throughout the whole match. The no selling early feels big too, because yeah. then when Warrior slams Hogan and does damage, it means something because neither yeah. can really 
get an edge in the beginning. And then all of a sudden, Hogan needs to slam. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, fuck, a warrior may have his number already because he overpowered him. And from that point on, like, because there's no selling the beginning. But from that point on where Warrior hits that body slam, mm -hmm. every move they do does massive damage. Right. I think that's, that's to me, the big underrated part of this match is that it's not like it's kind of the opposite of modern wrestling where like people are throwing 50 punches at each other. Mm -hmm. Like what sells them to me as gods is not the no selling. It's that like Hogan hits one punch and warrior like gets rubber legs. Yeah. I think that's such a great, cool part of this match. Jesse yeah. is losing it too the whole time. He's like, this is a top. Well, he hates both of them. So, yeah. but he's trying to put it over. It's a funny position. But Jesse, Jesse must know deep down, because I think he, he didn't like him in real life too, right? But he must know deep down that his career as an announcer is better than it would have been if Hogan wasn't there. Oh, for sure. He's like a natural foil for him. And he does side with Hogan here. It's yeah. almost like an old school thing. Like he'd rather just deal with the devil he knows, you know? He, um, he Like watching it, he really reminded me of like the J. Jonah Jameson of the WWF. Where he just hates this guy, but it makes his career. Yeah, and he makes money. And <laughs> but he can't fucking stand him, that he has to rely on him. Yeah. So Hogan goes to the floor on a clothesline and blows his knee out. And Jesse hits this great, uh-oh. Like, yeah. we got our first big moment of the match, because this could be it. And he's my saying, knee's... my knee's gone, my knee's gone, brother. Yeah. And it's just good drama, because it's like, fuck, is this, is this match going to have to end already with Hogan on a bum knee? Yeah, and it wouldn't have been surprising if that was the out. Right. You know? uh, and then what? what's cool is that Hogan gets in the ring and Warrior starts working the knee. Yes. Like, he starts kicking him and working the knee. Then they just start raking each other's eyes. And, like, like the, when they're raking each other's eyes, Jesse's like, oh, look at the two goody two-shoes. Mm -hmm. Has he not watched a Hulk Hogan match? Right, that's why he does this fucking cheat. And he's called yeah. it out. Yeah. I guess maybe fake goody two-shoes, but... Uh, with this huge pass as Hogan punches in the corner, we get another funny Jesse line as Hogan cranks a front face lock. And uh, Gorilla says something like, that move hurts. And he goes, yeah, ask Richard Belzer. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, then, uh, but then yeah. commentary goes quiet for like right. 10 I'm seconds. I'm sure he's getting yelled I, at. For sure. Don't mention that again. It's <laughs> a great um, line. But I'm going to bring up too, the warrior selling on Hogan's like big offense here is really good. Because it's... He has never, ever, ever been in a situation like this before. Right. Like, it's so different than everything else he's experienced in this promotion to this point. And this is a guy who fought Andre the Giant. Right. And yeah, Hogan, I thought Hulk, yeah, good. I was just going to say, Hogan's energy with the punching and chopping, like, there's an urgency to his work, which I really like, too. Like, he knows that, like, not that he's in trouble, but he knows he's got to put this guy away. Yeah, I mean, I thought Hulk was really good on offense, too, in control. Uh, one of his better matches <laughs> of this era, battering the back uh, with an aggressive approach. He gets a nice back suplex or two. Like you mm -hmm. can tell he knows this is urgent as well. Once he takes over, like he can't fuck around with warrior because it could be a danger zone. Uh, we get a really good wipeout spot where they both knock each other out. Dramatic tease warrior sits up at nine. And to your point, this is where it's really felt like a brutal war with just two iconic gods emptying their tanks. Uh, you know, Warrior then takes over to heal, he hulk ups and grinds away. Well, what is his hulking up called? I, I was watching it with my wife Nikki, and I was like, She's like, Is that the hulk up? I'm like, No, that's not the hulk up, that's the ultimate warrior doing it. And she goes, Is he ultimating? <laughs> I like it. I th that felt apropos. Warrior at this point, too, he's like shaking, he is so into it 
that he at one point grabs Hogan's hands and like hits Hogan's head with his pecs. Yes. It's the strangest spot I've ever seen. And I thought I thought Bear Hug slowed things down a bit. Um here, but the crowd stays with him. Like they're ready for the massive climax that's about to happen. Like they know it's coming. And they're staying with it. Uh, we get the ref bump, and Hogan gets a visual pin, which I thought felt a little unneeded. Like, it's yeah. been such a clash of the Titans and gods, and it just felt hokey to see that. But then at least Warrior also gets a visual pin, so yeah. it offsets it. Um, and Warrior ends up with a great near fall as part of it, too. So I kind of oh. was, like, aggravated, but then okay with it, because I'm like, all right, well, at least it evens out. That kick out on the near fall is really great by Hogan, too. Yep. It's like that weak one. Let's give a bit of props to Earl Hebner, who gets blasted by the Warrior. Yes. Like, it's it's a, it's like a full-on shoulder block he gets hit with, basically. Like, no, he took it. And it, again, adds to the feel of these, these behemoths going at it. Uh, yeah. Gorilla has a great call on how the Warrior seems to be getting stronger. And it seems to be happening just as Hogan's wilting, which we've never really seen before. And we get another great near fall when Warrior hits a Gorilla press and big splash. And you kind of figure, like, and yep. Hogan kicks out. You're thinking, all right, that's it. Like, Warrior hit it. Hogan kicked out. He's going to win. You know, we'll get the Hulk up and the leg drop, and that's it. And we do get the Hulk up, and it feels like we're going into the finish. But he misses the leg drop. Warrior finishes uh, with Hulk kicking out right at three after the splash. Yeah. And then we get the all-time post-match moment as Hogan passes the torch to Warrior and then rides off on the car as Warrior celebrates. I, I love the finish. I love that Hogan never hit the leg drop. We didn't need Warrior kicking out of it. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like he just kind of beat him, which was good. Yep. And I love as soon as he loses, too, Hogan starts blaming God. Yes. It's your which, fault. Like, well, maybe don't masquerade as God's son in the pre-match promo. If well, you don't want God to be. like a brother. It's a brother God to him, and he screwed him. <laughs> Jesus Logan might be his situation. son, but I'm his yes. brother. Um. But yeah, so and, and he also kicks out like right at three as well, of course. Which is fine because I thought the match did such a great job as presenting them as equals. Right. And Warrior just got the better of him on this night. Yep. And for that one moment, I, I just love that tease. I, I love Hogan kicking out because you just assume we're going into the finish and Hogan's just going to dispatch Warrior and move on to the next one, right? I mean, that's it felt like it was, it was headed that way. Yeah, and, and that would have that would not have been surprising. No, no, not at all. It's been the formula. Warrior just is going to have to keep working up the ladder again as IC champ. Yeah. Do you Are you a fan of the post-match where he hands in the title and raises the hand? Yeah, I think so. It's such a moment. Like, it's I, I don't begrudge them anything on that. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. every whatever they did was well-earned, and the crowd didn't give a shit. Like, they were into it. So I, I liked it, and, like, I like that a lot. And I, I feel like Hogan's taking some heat for, like, doing that, but, like, I mean, that worked. It was maybe it was the way they shot it after with focusing the camera a bit too much on right. Hogan. It's not like he attacked him. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Hand him the bell. No. I'd say the left. I'd say that him on the cart is stands out more. But they keep cutting to him on the cart. Like that feels more like yeah. overkill versus him handing him the belt. But 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 I also don't think that's Hogan. Right. Like it's like, Hogan's not doing anything there. He's just kind of driving off and looking. Right. Mm-hmm. And 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 really getting the fans to cheer the warrior. And it was so well done that if that was the end of Hogan, like you would be believable. <laughs> like he rides yeah. off into the sunset on the car, right? Uh, if only. But so 
I thought this held up as an epic. It's an all-timer. Uh, the build and the hype is classic. The back end slags a little bit with the bear hug, but again, they kept the crowd with it. The Clash of the Gods matched the build. We get some great teases. We get some great near falls mixed in to build the hype. It's a very emotional main event, you know? It's And it's yeah. a classic that really should have launched Warrior as the next megastar. Yeah, and it really did a fantastic job playing to both guys' strengths. Mm-hmm. We didn't need 50 near falls for this to be a classic. No. They came out, they hit their stuff, and once they hit their stuff, there was damage, and then one of them finally won. I'm yeah. totally fine with that. For me, this is one of the greatest matches of all time. And I think it's it's very unique because of the God stuff. I can't think of anything. I, I can't even think of anything like it. Like, not only right. from the perspective of no one was treated as special as these two guys, but also, like, no one's ever kind of wrestled that kind of style before. Right. All right, let's get into our categories, see how it shakes out. Sure. Uh, so for match quality, we go on a 10-point scale. So I went 9 out of 10, uh, which would put it, I think, right around like four and a half, I guess, uh, yeah. which is where I would have it. I think when I did like play CD podcast, look, I love the show. I love the match. Um, so it's, it's about as near perfect as it gets for me. And I know you've always been a little higher than me. Yeah, I'm a 10. I mean, to me, this is a five-star match. It's a five-star experience. Um, they over delivered in the match. And like, mm-hmm. like we talked about the bear hug, but like the crowd was in it. So I'm good. It's interesting, too, if you look at our list, like our last three matches have all been Mania. So we've had year-long reigns. And I think this one gets forgotten that it's a year. And I don't know why. Like, to me, I never pieced together because the Savage one stands out so much as a year because they Mm. hype the Mega Powers piece that you almost forget that Hogan had the belt for the whole year. Well, and, and, and it's funny because neither Hogan nor Savage defend that belt on pay-per-view. Right. I think that's part of the Hogan reason, too, is that you just... He doesn't really have a feud. Like, he kind of, the zoo stuff, I guess, is most of his year. And then that's it. Yeah. Perfect a little bit in the winter. Um, so, all right. Significance. This is a tough one. Uh, I only gave it a four because at the end of the day, it doesn't end up meaning much. And, like, Warrior taking the belt should have been a massive torch passing that led to, like, the next generation of Megastar. And it backfires, and they have to go back to Hogan within, you know, over the next year. So significance, like nostalgically, and I guess for WrestleMania means something. But and I hate to say this, you could do without this title change, right. and I don't think you alter the course of WWF history that much. I see what you're saying. It's just those the criticisms you're bringing up. I, I don't feel fit. I feel they fit more in the aftermath category. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me, the reason why – so you have it a four. I have it a six for significance. And the reason why I think it's really significant is that it's a – it's the first time and really the only time, like, that I can really think of, like, in this period, where they made a conscious decision to move on from Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I mean, it's the only time he loses clean. That's it. It's the only clean loss. It's a, it's a, it's one of the only is a face face match, which was crazy at the time, crazy to think of at the time. And they were like, when Savage won the belt, they weren't moving away from Hogan. Right. Right. Like this is like, it really is. Okay. Hogan's in the past. This is our next guy. Now it doesn't pan out, Mm -hmm. but there's still some major significance in that, in that decision. Right. And then you throw in, it's like, 
you know, you know, you kind of like have on the periphery that's like an all time match and it's you, the nostalgia and stuff like that. But for me, it's the idea of moving on that bumps it up a bit. All right. The moment itself, I'm with an eight. You know, we talked about it as we broke down the match. It's just an all time finish. Uh, the post match is iconic. The build is like everything about it. Just that moment means a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly to you. I, I think it's it's so well executed. It's so interesting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the crowd, as much as the crowd was more pro Hogan at the start of the match, too, by the end, they're cheering just as loud for the Warriors. So they did something yep. right. So for the Bills, I went eight. Um, and part of the reason is I'm factoring in Warriors rocket push. Like that whole push he gets through 89 takes us to this moment. So while it wasn't direct build for the feud, it's a build to the moment of Warrior winning, which without that push, he's not believable enough to win. And then once they do start, it's great, too. We get the Rumble showdown, which is iconic. Then they have to keep saving each other on the main event and on Superstars, plus all the God stuff, plus the contract signing. Like, it was it was just an awesome – I think it's an awesome build. Yeah, I'm going to bump it up to an A because I wasn't factoring in the build. Uh, like, I, I mean, the 89 build of Warrior, but that's a really great point, actually. Um, I, you know, I love what we do have. It does feel weird putting it eight, which is kind of close to 10. Whereas the tens we have so far are like year long builds between guys. Yeah. I mean, you could argue uh, this is too, though, in a way, because warrior loses at WrestleMania five spends the rest of 89, destroying the Heenan family, taking his belt back, beating Andre the giant. Like it's a year long climb for him to this yeah. moment. And Hogan spends the year destroying all his competition until the only man left is this guy. Like, so yeah, yeah, it's not a year long feud, but it, it, the way they book the year builds to this moment where these are the, we just talked about it. Like these are the only yeah. two guys, right? Like, like, but the way the year goes, whether they meant it or not, that's the way it all plays out. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And that rumble we've talked about, it's like the best rumble moment ever. Maybe it's yeah. so like, that's part of this, right? I mean, that's of course, of course. Yeah. That moment well, that's why I had it like high. Cause, right. cause there's not a lot, but it's everything they do do is great. Unless you get the press conference where Hogan throws a contract, sign it, <laughs> throws a contract at him, <laughs> uh, which is really good too. So I think, I feel like that contract signing's forgotten on that uh, prime time. I, I don't think I've ever seen it. No, uh, you should watch it. It's funny. Like, sign it. <laughs> Fucking shoves it at him. Um, all right. Aftermath. This is where, again, we, we think. I love that, like, he says to sign it. I feel like the Ultimate Warrior as a character has never, ever written anything down. Right. Never signed a paper at all. <laughs> no, no way. All right. Aftermath. Uh, so this this is where this definitely gets hurt. And this is where it's going to pull it down from being at the very tippity top. And that yeah. uh, 100% has to do with the handling of Warrior's title reign. Uh, he's never as big as he is in this moment after this. They try, but this is it. Like, he peaks here forever, <laughs> I think, as a wrestler. Um, not to say he's not a star, not to say he's not used well at later times, but this, this to me is like he's never going to be better than he is here. And even match quality-wise, like, you and I are proponents of him, and we talk yeah. about how he's actually underrated. Everyone always assumes he's getting carried, but to me, he's, he carries a lot. He's got yeah. the matches with Rude, and like he's just got a lot of big time matches. Now he still has some to come, right? He's got the Savage stuff and everything, but yeah, overall, like there's not a ton left of his top level stuff besides WrestleMania Seven. Um, so to me, it felt very much like a peak. The Tutter Rain sputters; they have to put it on, you know, Slaughter's. We'll talk about. 
back to Hogan and, and then he's gone. So it's just, yeah, I think the aftermath just hurts us so much. And then like the fact that he's not even yeah. the top guy for 90, really Hogan still is. I mean, I don't blame him for that. Right. Like, I mean, like he should have fought earthquake. That's the problem. Yeah, they used Earthquake on Hogan. It should have been on Warrior. And that, to me, tells you right there that that's their best heel, and they put him with Hogan and not Warrior. Yeah. Look, he should have fought Earthquake and Perfect. Those should have been his opponents. But they fed both of those guys to Hogan. Yeah. And like, he had a retread rude feud. Yeah. Like, I, I really think if they had done, like, Earthquake at SummerSlam and then maybe perfect keep Perfect undefeated and maybe he later in the year. Or even if you want to put Slaughter earlier. I don't, I don't know. There's just something missing. Like, you didn't get to see him vanquish people anymore. Like, what well, made the Warrior yeah. special was that he he killed people dead. It's like the Goldberg thing in a lot right. of ways. Right? Well, and the, and the and Rude the, thing gets hurt, too, because they fight on a Science Man event right before SummerSlam and he beats him clean. <laughs> like, like, you know, it's like, it's just stupid. Like, none of it made a lot of sense. Um, no. Like, and you still could have had Hogan, Earthquake hurt Hogan. Right. And have Warrior defend him and beat him. Yeah. Like, if, if you really want to go all in, have Warrior be able to do the things that Hogan isn't able to do. But they weren't ready to go all in. No. All right, so that gives us a total grade of 67, which ties it with... Savage and DiBiase. Right. Which feels crazy. Well, it's it's all it's all it's all opposites. Like, look at the look at the uh, after mag score for Savage and DiBiase. Oh, and then compare that to the match quality score for this one. There's there's the discrepancy. Everything else is kind of a little all over the place, and it's fine, you know. This is nuts to me. You would not. I don't think coming in, I would have thought I'd have those two because I'm always pretty down on Savage DiBiase. But it tells you the system we built, right? It looks more at just just the match. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So was and this it, obvious to you? I don't. I don't think so. Ish. Yeah, I went maybe. I, I was just so new as a fan, so I, I don't know. Like, but I could see as someone looking at that as as Hogan has always won, right? <laughs> so like. Yeah, I can see why folks may think, yeah, like is this another guy, and he's just the IC champion. Yeah, he's great, but Hogan's gonna beat him and roll on. So I can see why it may have been a shock to some people. I remember when I was watching it. I didn't watch the pay per view live, but I was watching wrestling live at this point. I I was convinced that Warrior was gonna go um, heel. Right. Like the idea of them doing a good guy and a good guy was completely insane to me. You know. You and her. So. Pardon me? You and Herb Coons. Uh, for my, boy, my boy Herb Coons. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, that's why I thought, oh, Warrior's going to go heel and Hogan's going to beat him. Right. You're wrong. I know. I'm wrong about everything. So, all right. So we'll we'll talk about in a minute where that ranks all time. Yes, of course. Uh, I'll tell you where North-South Connection ranks. It's high. A lot of great shows. A lot of evergreen content. There's stuff dropping almost every day covering the gamut of pro wrestling and beyond. Uh, you know, I'm super proud of everything we have to offer here, everything you know we've built. And we've mentioned it before, Aaron. You know, some shows go on hiatus, others come back, others pick up the slack. There's always a you know a bevy of content, no matter what the situation is at the North South. And I'm very thankful for everyone that's been part of the feed over the last almost two years now. Uh, and grateful for everything they bring to us here and, you know, celebrating them in the holiday season. 
You can do that by subscribing to us on any podcast or app and rate us and review us and, um, you know, just give a thanks to the, the hosts that bring you the content across the feed um, for free, by the way. that's Everything's free at the North South. So, uh, you know, big, big props and big ups to them. Facebook.com slash North South Connection. Yeah, check it out. And, you know, any and all feedback is also always wanted. So let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. Yep, yep. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see if this was right or wrong because we're going to head to Miami, Florida, January 1991, as the Ultimate Warrior, still hanging on as world champion, takes on the unlikely challenger in Sergeant Slaughter. And this is an interesting one because there really wasn't much build up. No. <laughs> Slaughter came back in the summer, uh, was feuding with Nikolai Volkov, and then they supercharge heat him up. They start to link him more with Saddam Hussein, and suddenly he's just the number one contender. Like, they don't ever really give a reason. I just remember the WF Magazine came and they had this match announced for the Rumble and it hadn't been on TV yet. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, like it came out of nowhere. And they don't really ever even interact on TV. Like, Warriors feuding with Savage, pretty much. Um, the closest you can say there's a build is that Warrior comes out the red, white, and blue. <laughs> like, beyond yeah. that, there's like, they don't, I don't think they ever have an interaction on TV before the match. No, I don't think they do either. And it, when you look at Slaughter, it makes no sense that this guy's going to win the championship. Right. No, it felt like just a blip on the way to Hogan Warrior 2. Yeah. And as Slaughter makes his way to the ring, Piper is already making me mad because he's yelling about skim milk. <laughs> what is he yelling about? What, what does skim milk have to do with anything that's happening here? Who knows? I don't know. But he's out with General Adnan. It's a big glow up for Sarge. Uh, you know, Warrior gets a big pop. He comes in hot, cleans house with the music blaring, which is cool. Like he's killing them. Yeah, he's just like, kill it. Well, this is two where you're expecting him to just knife through and win, like maybe even a squash, you know, yeah. uh, and just uh, give the fu to Iraq. Uh, but he's got the cool red, white, and blue tights, like I mentioned, the paint. So there's some semblance of an issue. Yeah, we get a lot of chaos. Adnan runs away. Uh, Warrior. He, he nearly cripples. He nearly cripples Adnan, like throwing him over the top rope. Like just. Shocks him. Slaughter shit's getting pushed in. Just a perfect star as Warrior knifes through, destroys the flag, embarrassing him. Piper's rattling off every jingoism he can think of uh, throughout this. He's everything he can that pops in his head. That's Americana. Uh, he's he's letting loose on. Yeah, and I love he breaks the flag over his knee. Yes, and that would get him canceled today, right? Oh yeah, and it felt like a big moment because no one had really done it yet, and you think they'd save it for Hogan maybe. So Warrior doing it feels kind of crazy. In ways, yeah, it feels it, it feels very different because because Warrior's not the USA guy, right, right. But yeah, he's showing I, the fight here, right? We got the war going on. Slaughter's heavy on on it, so even Warrior's you, stepping up. Were you a fan of learning that these mystical characters cared about your country? Of course, pride. Like, I'm in the middle of a war, like, like this, or when Undertaker opened his jacket. Yeah, I was like, fuck yeah. Representing the original colonies. Look at this guy. <laughs> he would uh, also get canceled for flying that flag today. Well, he should be canceled for a few things. Sarge's bumping <laughs> is great, uh, as always, too. He's flying all over the place. He's Alcom a good Sherry. opponent. He's a oh, good he's opponent perfect. for Warrior. Like, yeah, he's just flying all over. Yeah, like, and it's such a massacre. And then Slaughter, before Sherry gets out, Slaughter does that corner spot where he hits it with mm-hmm. his chest and flies over. And Gorilla calls it a 360, which is absolutely <laughs> ludicrous. Right, not not right at all. Uh, so out comes Sherry, and that you know starts to play off what happened earlier. Of course, there was an interview with Warrior, 
Uh, or with Sherry, who begged Warrior to give Savage a title shot. Basically, was offering him a blowjob. Yeah. Uh, but Warrior said no. So the deal that was uh, he didn't he didn't say no. He said no. <laughs> and what's referenced is that Slaughter took the deal. Um, so what's at play here is if Slaughter wins the title, Savage will get the title shot. So Savage and Sherry are looking to help Sarge win the belt because he's been promised a title match. Yeah. <clears throat> so Sherry comes out, baits Warrior to the aisle, where Savage attacks and beats the shit out of him, uses like a big light stanchion, slams that, it down on him. Uh, that attack is so good. Like, oh, it's awesome. The way they light it, because he comes out of the darkness. Yes. So it looks like he comes out of nowhere. Then he rams him on that thing. <laughs> then he, he hits him with that light. I don't know how they gimmick that, but that must have really hurt. He slams it down on him. It is pinball. Pounces the shit out of him when he first pops out. Oh, I love that. Yeah, like he comes out of nowhere and gets him. It's like when the fan attacked Seth Rollins recently on Raw. (laughs) Except they did it. And then, like, the second that light is smashed on him, he sprints away. Yes. And I'll never... And I just love Gorilla's call here. Look at this! This is crazy! (laughs) He just can't, like, wrap his head around what's happening. But see, now, after that, so great, is where I feel like the match gets hurt a bit. So it makes Sarge look a little weak, again, and he's already looked weak, that Savage, like, has to turn the tide for him. Sarge, Sarge literally does nothing to turn the tide. Yeah. And then we get such a comically long delayed count. Like, Warrior slowly crawls all the way down the aisle, and Sarge just keeps breaking the count. Well, yeah, I mean, at least they did that. At least they kept, he kept stopping the count, and the commentators talked about it as a strategy. Right, but to me, like, he shouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> like, it just felt like a little much. Like, I know you were not going to run, but I think instead of Savage running away, like, Savage dragging Warrior and th- pitching him in the ring could have helped there. <laughs> but I love that sprint away so much. I know, much. it's okay. It's like, <laughs> like it's... He is running as fast as Usain Bolt to get away from that man. Right. Because he knows and he does it again later. Because he, it, if he's thinking this is it, he's trying to get the fuck out of Dodge, right? <laughs> so. Like, right, so I don't Sar- see, I've, I've never seen a wrestler run faster than him. <laughs> like maybe Jim Neidhart at that rumble where he destroyed his knees. Right. But like, no, maybe Titus O'Neil. No, Titus O'Neil wasn't running that fast when he fell under no. the ring. Like he's... <laughs> It's just so absurd. It's so fast. Anyway, I'm probably Maybe spending too much time on it. But. Yeah. Uh, so Sarge goes to his basic offense. Warrior c- comes back with a good flying clothesline. Sarge grinds things back down. He goes to a bear hug, which I thought was a beat too long. Uh, the crowd rallies Warrior. Sarge is working the back. Goes to the camel clutch. And the referee ignores Warrior's legs under the rope, which was weird. Yeah, then the ref breaks it. Sarge thinks he won, which I Sarge, that's like a go-to for him that I hate. With yeah. a ref taps him and he gets up and thinks he won. It just fe- it felt forced. Yeah, and the other thing too is that yeah, that feels forced because like you've you've ne- this has never happened to you before, right. Right. right? Also, Sarge puts Warrior's legs under the ropes. Yeah, the whole thing's odd, and the yeah. ref ignores it and then eventually sees it. But Sarge has done this before. He did it like with Tito. Was it Ask Survivor Series or maybe it was a Survivor Series Showdown or something like? They do the same thing where he thinks he won, but he didn't. Like, 
it was the thing Sarge did a bunch. So it just felt stupid to me. Like, no, I just man. thought that for a guy that's supposed to win the title, I, I thought, felt like it made him look real stupid throughout this match. Uh, and yeah. we, like, the Sarge later that starts doing, like, the slaughter rules against Hogan, like, that at least is, like, a Sarge with a plan. Like, this Sarge feels like fucking Gomer Pyle. just like, lucking into a title win. Like, Well, there's a like, giant sign that says Gomer was a traitor, so. Yeah, it's like the same. It's like, he's just like a goober. Like, he's here. He probably shouldn't be. He gets his shit pushed in. Savage bails him out twice. You know, he's doing stupid things. Like, like it, just, it doesn't feel like a guy that has earned this. And maybe that was supposed to be the point. Maybe, what you know, he steals it and then grows into it. But um, he, at this point, it feels like, all right, like, this is a bit much. So I'll come Sherry and Savage. They reemerge. Uh, Sherry takes the bump of the match when Warrior press slams her into Savage, who yeah. just made it to ringside, like, just in time. It's, it's, just um. In time. It's it's funny we're talking about it on this show. It's uh, Hebner level with Hogan throwing him. Oh just yeah, not as just not as far. But he Warrior whips her into Savage, like launches her into Savage's arms. And Savage just got there. Like that could have yeah. been bad. Like he really made it to ringside just in time. And then we get the big payoff to Sherry's threats from earlier. As Savage gets a scepter, smashes Warrior in the head with it, and <laughs> the sickest uh, nasty. What what was that made of? Uh, uh, I don't know, breakaway glass or something, maybe. I don't like know. Like hard cool. plastic. Like, I, like it just looked like he probably had a concussion after it. Yeah, I mean, he really smashed the shit out of him with it. Um, and then Sarge Savage runs away again. <laughs> Sarge throws Warrior down, drops an elbow, and wins the title. Not and, like this. And yeah, everyone's in awe. Like, you know, holy shit! Like. Everyone's kind of quiet. Piper and Gorilla, like you said, are like, not like this. I can't believe it. Yeah. I remember this was the first pay-per-view I actually watched live. Um, I was at my friend Jim's house. And I remember being like, what the? F-? Like, I was in shock, for sure. That's Slaughter yeah. 1. Like, I didn't see it coming. Like, this was a surprise to me. Um, but again, it feels like the focus is on Warrior Savage. And Slaughter's, like, collateral in their war. Yes, he wins a title. But I don't... It never felt to me like he was the feud. Like, it just... It felt like this was Warrior Savage with Slaughter in the middle of it, even though he yeah. really wasn't in the middle of it. I agree. It's just Savage adds it, – it's such – this match is like – like I don't love the Slaughter control parts, mm-hmm. right? But that's only about a third of the match. It's right. Like, it's like there's kind of like three there, – there's – there's there are three thirds, but like you got the slaughter control part, which is probably the worst part of the match. You have Warrior destroying him, which I think is really good, and then you also have the savage chaos. Yeah, like it's really good chaos, like with the the attack in the aisle and the scepter shot and Sherry getting thrown. Like it, it just feels like a crazy scene, which I which I appreciate because it's such a nice contrast to the match we just talked about with Hogan and Warrior. Oh, no. Yeah, Hogan and Warrior, where it's like these two gods. No, no. Now this god is destroying this other guy, right. but there's all this other nonsense happening. Yeah. I just wish Sarge was more involved. That's all. Well, do you think it hurt He's him not. at all? He doesn't do he... anything. Well, do you think it hurt him at all? He wasn't really built up at all for this? I think the whole thing is weird. I think it just comes yeah. out of nowhere. I think they do a good job after, you know, we'll talk about our next episode. Like, I think they do a good job getting him prepped for Mania. But right. to this point, it comes out of nowhere. It's like when JBL wins, you know, eventually down the line, right? It's like, like out of nowhere. I just wasn't expecting that he was at this point. Well, and, and Slaughter's too far removed from his previous WWF run. Right. 
Because, like, it, I, I wonder if in their minds they were like, oh, yeah, it's Sergeant Slaughter. You know, he's like a top-of-the-card guy here. But they don't even talk about him like that. So if they at least typed it, like, they don't really. And he, all he's just done is feud with Nikolai Volkov to this point and dug it a little bit. But, like, it, it's, it just comes out of nowhere that all of a sudden he's in a nobody's, more Nobody's beating Jim Duggan, so. <laughs> if he can. So, yeah. I, again, I thought this was solid. Uh, I thought Sarge just didn't have the stardom to beat Warrior. And it shows that Savage had to do all the heavy lifting. Uh, the moment itself is a shock. It's a good finish. The match was what kind of whatever. But Sarge to me felt like an extra modern day Stan Stasiak type of guy in a way. Like they give him right. the belt just so they get it to Hogan. Uh, and it feels like a sad ending to me. Like this could have been an iconic title reign. And it ends up yeah. being a fart bomb that ends with Slaughter beating him just to pop the title over to Hogan. And because they're in the middle of this Iraq war, they take advantage of it. I, I think I, I hate to build a world where we lose Warrior Savage. But I still can't believe that they didn't do Hogan Warrior 2 and have Hogan get his win back. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, you could still do, you could still do the same matches you had at 7, but keep the title on the Warrior. And just the career. Yeah. Yeah, I just think the path, though, was Hogan, Hogan Warrior 2. Yeah, but I don't want Hogan winning that belt back. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're really going all in on Warrior, right, which you kind of probably should have done, then for me, he's probably holding the belt till he loses it to The Undertaker. Right. Like, that whole 91 for Hogan is nothing. Right. I mean, he could have feud with Slaughter all year and just been like Earthquake. That's you know, it. Without the belt. Yeah, and then or Warrior he could have feuded Taker. with Earthquake Sorry, as revenge after Warrior had already beaten him the year before. Right. Yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot that you could have unpacked there, or you could have built slaughter up properly here. You know, right. if let's say not to fantasy book everything there, but let's say like you do the thing where Warrior beats Earthquake in ninety, right? Yeah. Well, then you keep Warrior, keep Warrior Savage for the belt. You do Hogan Earthquake. You know, Hogan's big return. You can have a good match with Earthquake, mm-hmm. and then maybe you spend that time building up Slaughter as the traitor. Right. You know, have him beat Duggan at Mania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Heaven forbid. Yeah, I think it's just, I mentioned JBL earlier. There's been other guys like that too, where I just feel like they didn't, they didn't earn, they, he didn't earn the spot, you know? Like they didn't make it feel earned to me. It just, it, and he, you think that's he didn't beat enough guys to get to this to, point. Do you think that's a testament to like just the model that they had at the time? Because, he was around from like summer 90, right? But the TV doesn't allow him to rack up those wins the way they, they could have for JBL. Yeah, I mean, he beats like Coco on Science Man event. And then it's pretty much, you know, just a promo at SummerSlam. Then it's Nikolai. And then again, I think he fights Duggan like at MSG or whatever. But yeah, like he just didn't. To me, just wasn't earned. And, or at least give me a feud. Like, at least have him and Warrior do something on TV. Like, Sarge attacks him and lays him out. Like, give me something. Like, they just, all of a sudden, he goes from Nikolai Volkov to being world champion. Right. Yeah, and it's not 1984, right? <laughs> Where Nikolai Volkov has some cachet. No, it's it's weird. All right, let's get to our grades uh, here. Yeah. So, match quality, I went five. I've always had this right around, like, two and a half, two or three quarter. Um, I went six because I have it at three and a quarter, but I figured I'd round down for this project. Right. Um, I just, I really like the chaos. I think the chaos is really different and unique for the time. Well, that completely carries it. So five. Yeah. <laughs> like nothing. There's like nothing else to it for me. You know. Well, well there's also slaughter, slaughter's bumping. 
for Warriors offense. Yeah, yeah. I just think Sarge's offense sucks. I agree. And I like and Sarge. That, like, I like our next match a lot. Yeah. All right, significance, I'm with a two. Again, it doesn't mean much. He's basically just a transitional champion. Uh, the most significant part is that it ends a Warriors run and sets up Warrior Savage, which is an all-timer. Um, but yeah. beyond that, like, there's really not much here. Like, again, they could have just went right to Warrior Hogan and been fine or put anyone in this role. Any heel that was hanging around could have just done this. Yeah, I agree. All right, the moment, I, I don't know. I'm with a four. I love the Savage stuff. But you can tell the crowd's kind of out of it. Piper's being super annoying. Warrior just kind of runs off. Like, even he doesn't give a shit about Slaughter. Like, he just goes after Savage. Like, like no one cares about Slaughter. Like, it just didn't feel like a big moment to me outside of the Scepter. Um, I'm at a six for the moment. I thought the moment was pretty good. Um, Again, the chaos and everything we talked about. But the crowd was engaged the whole time. Like, they were, even when Slaughter was in control, I didn't like the offense, but they were still really rallying behind the Warrior. Um, and I really like the silence when he wins and I love the announcement mm-hmm. like the and new and everyone is just furious. Like to me, I, 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 I find they don't do enough of those moments. It reminded me as a, of a lesser version of, uh, when Brock beat Taker's streak. Right. Like if, if, if that was a title match. And uh, we were talking about it. That moment for me would be a 10. Right. Like, I think it's perfect. Like the, everything they do with it. So that's why I'm at six here. Like, I think it's like, it's on the way there. And then when you factor in some other intangibles, that's where it lands. Okay. Uh, the builds again, I went two, and I feel like even that's high, um, but I'm going to factor in warrior savage that leads to the finish and you get the Sherry promo, uh, but there's really not much else here. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm at two. And I'm also at two for Aftermath. And I'm really just kind of basing that on the fact that, like, Slaughter's a transitional champ, but we get to Warrior Savage. Yeah, I went with a three for the same reasons. It sets up, you know, two really good Mania matches. I do think he gets Slaughter in gear because I think he is really good after this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Warrior, uh, again, sets up Warrior Savage, which is massive. So, all right, that gives us a total of 34, which is definitely one of our lower ends. Um, yeah. You know, toward the bottom, but we'll see where we go from here. Uh, obvious to me, again, you know, not really, not really at all. Like, I didn't, I didn't expect Slaughter to win this, especially that night. I remember being in, in awe. I really thought they were going to go with Hogan Warrior. It felt like Warrior would just dispatch him like he had anyone else in his way. Slaughter didn't feel like he had been built to that point. No, it was shocking. So I'm, I'm, I don't think it's obvious at all. Yeah. Okay, so that'll do it. Yeah. Uh, you want to run down, Aaron? I'll let, you want to just do it? Or, um, we can, our top sure. 14 right now at this point in order? Yeah, okay. So the uh, the worst is with 16 points is Pedro Morales versus Stan Stasiak. Uh-huh. The next worst, uh, number that's 14, right? So this is number 13. Yep. Number, number 13 is Bruno Sammartino and Stan Stasiak. So Stan Stasiak is really not having a good run in this project. Nope. Then Bruno and Ivan Kolov, and then uh, Warrior and Slaughter. Yep, so that's just outside the top 10, so that's 11. Yeah. Then uh, Morales and Kolov is, is 10. Mm-hmm. San Martino Graham is 9. Nine. Yep. Uh, Backlund Billy Graham, 8. Backlund Sheik, 7. Uh, Buddy Rogers, San Martino, 6. 
and then we hit the top five. Uh, we kind of have a tie with Hogan Warrior and Savage DiBiase. That's five. And, and I four. think if we had to split it, like I'd I'd go Hogan Warrior above it if I had to. I would too. I would too. I would too. Um, and then, I mean, should we make something for a tie break? Like, if it's a tie, should one category carry it? No, I think we just talk decide and if you know we just decide like and if we really are stalemate we'll have to come up with something hmm. uh, number three is hogan savage from wrestlemania 5 number two hogan andre from the main event still holding on and still holding on as our number one uh title change of all time so far hulk hogan versus the iron chic by one point over hogan and andre so all right this project continues to be a ton of fun aaron i'm really really enjoying breaking down these matches we got three coming next episode. We're going to do the Hogan run. So we got Hogan Slaughter at seven, and then the two Hogan Undertaker matches at the end of 91 to uh, get us into uh, 92. So looking forward to pretty much the rest of 91 will be covered on our next episode. Yes. And 91's a great year, so mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to checking out those matches. No doubt. So we'll be back in a month with that, but we'll be back in two weeks here on No Holes Barred and uh, I believe our next episode will be our Christmas special, Aaron. And uh, on that episode, we're going to talk through, kind of wrap up our uh, year end, uh, or our our monthly pay-per-view worker ranks. Kind of give some stats and break that down and also preview our project for next year. Yes. Are we also going to talk about states' rights versus federal rights that night? Perhaps. Depends the time we film. We're filming this? Dookie's been dropped.